And we are live. Welcome to a very special Roots of Faith, as I am joined <laughs> by my most beautiful wife, Haley G. Scott. I'm Haley. <laughs> yeah. So, welcome, as uh, we're going to be discussing the idea of Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, and All Saints' Day, and looking into, are these from pagan origins, or do they come from a more Christian understanding? So, kind of just giving you a summary of where we're springing off from. I've been doing a series talking about uh, the history of our Christian roots, and we kind of first went through all of how Christianity kind of came into being, this, Judo this Judeo Christian sect there, how post uh, the start of the Acts of the Apostles and the Apostolic Scriptures there, we kind Christianity kind of was forced out of Judaism from being just another sect. And then my last one was on the Holy Roman Empire and how did we get to Constantine and understanding of, you know, where did Rome kind of come into play here. So that's kind of where we're going to spring into some of these post-biblical uh, festivals that uh, the, particularly the Catholic and liturgical churches still hold to, but are also still a major part of many Protestant churches. So I'm going to look at one scripture that kind of is the All Saints Day mantra there that Haley is going to read for us tonight. So the scripture is from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Right. So within most uh, liturgical churches, Catholic being in particular, uh, the idea of All Saints Day and the cloud of witnesses whom we look to, this is kind of the core verse for this season and festival. So we're going to get into our first topic, where did Halloween come from? So we've both been kind of doing some studies on this idea. I spent a very long portion throughout the week scrolling through articles, podcasts, uh, listening to anthropologists, historians, uh, theologians, trying to figure out, you know, how if we are as Christians should even be a part of this festival should this be anything you know brought into Christianity and how as believers should we kind of take this holiday and interact with our people and our culture surrounding us so where did Halloween come from well let's first look at the name Halloween is a blending of words of All Hallows and Even or Ian, 
referring to the evening before All Holy's Day or All Saints Day, which is November 1st. So, on this celebration, regions or parishes held different days for memorializing fallen saints who have entered heaven's gates until Pope Gregory the fourth in 835 proclaimed November 1st as being All Saints Day and November 2nd to be All Souls Day. So uh, let's just kind of stop here at uh, the history of how this day was selected. So looking at some different views on this day, we've looked at, you know, there's, it's mostly Celtic and uh, Ang well, yeah, Celtic, Druid, uh, Gaelic cultures were the ones who kind of really had a lot of influence on the start of November for being the idea of this celebration. I think it was primarily coming out of, like, the Celtic regions was when, where the November idea came from. Because, mm -hmm. as mentioned earlier you know there were throughout the Roman Empire which was very vast the Holy Roman Empire having multiple sections of the world with so many vast cultures they kind of were going through these runnings of well this is culturally part of our day so we're gonna kinda look this day and then we're gonna set this day in the Eastern Church, it was very much in the spring. Well, in the Western Church, there's a lot of pool on the fall side of the calendar there. So there was kind of a big dissension up until Gregory the Fourth decided for unification of the church, we are all going to celebrate on this day. This will be the sole day that we are celebrating the festival of the saints, All Hallows Eve. Um, I think some of the, I think the Western, more Western church up until that point was celebrating it in the spring. Yeah. Is that right? And then... So, uh, in May. Yeah, or maybe it wasn't the Western church, but it was the larger um, non-Celtic Christian church. and. Mm -hmm the they decided to move in one of the possible reasons I was reading in an article from actually Catholic 365 was that the people who were coming to Rome uh, for the celebration had been coming it, it I think it previously had been in the spring and then it, the, one of the possible reasons that they actually relocated the time was because of the lack of resources for all of the people that were coming and it was easier to feed them in after harvest. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, I was looking at that same article there. And then of course we get to the big one, Samhain, often referred to as Samhain Day. So what is the history of this? Haley, would you like to take the lead on this side? Sure. It uh, Samhain is uh, so based on let's see a, an, a historian who works at what Baylor Baylor College, University, University, yeah, 
and um, her research that she did, um, Samhain was, and any research ever really, <laughs> Samhain is, is unknown what their actual, um, what their actual rituals were surrounding it. All that's really known is that it's a celebration of the start of fall or the end of summer. And the word Samhain actually comes from um, a Celtic word meaning or a Gaelic word, I guess. Yeah, the meaning, month of November. <laughs> yeah, meaning, well, yeah, meaning the month of November or at the end of summer. Mm -hmm. And um, I have a quote here if I can find it really quick. Of course, I screenshotted them so they'd be easy to find, but apparently that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay. Let's see. I guess this is the one I wanted. Um, so this is from that professor slash historian at Baylor University um, and she's quoting Nicholas Rogers who wrote um, a book I believe called Halloween from Pagan Ritual to Party Night that was published in 2002 by the Oxford University Press and he said if Samhain imparted to Halloween a supernatural charge and intrinsic liminality it did not offer much in the way of actual ritual practices save in its fire rites most of these developed in conjunction with the medieval holy days of All Souls and All Saints Day. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of folklore that kind of surrounds Samhain. Uh, if you've listened to anyone who's of the kind of everything is pagan, side of like mindset, Hebrew root mindset of Hebrew roots messianic mm, fundamental, faith. Christian. fundamental Christians are also very big into it uh, and atheists yes strangely atheists strangely atheists are kind of like the major proponents and then for some reason messianic and Hebrew roots kind of come right as alongside them to call out the same thing the atheist is saying to disprove Christianity yeah, and that's mostly, um, so the first person who credited Samhain to being the real, like, real roots of Halloween was um, an anthropologist in what, the, I want to say... 19th century? Yeah, um, by the name of James Fraser, and he... That, that's actually the exact quote I was thinking of. Um, he he did a study on the practices of northern the northern Celtic people on Hallow Mass, which is uh, All Hallows Eve, All Saints Day, and All Souls Day, right? The three mm -hmm. day. Um, and he claimed that the ancient yeah the ancient pagan festival had been a day to honor the dead, and um, and that that's where. Well, that that's what Samhain was, and that that's where Halloween came from. But um, he was actually the first person to ever say that, and then other anthropologists kind of piggybacked off of him, if I'm correct. And yeah. um, he was, but okay. So the thing about him, though, he was of the belief that Christianity came from paganism. Mm -hmm. So we pretty much need to take anything that he observed with a grain of salt because he was operating 
under the assumption that Christianity itself came from paganism. Yeah, and it's interesting, the more I listen to historians and, like, people from, who cut on both sides from Christian, Catholic, Celtic, uh, I say Christian and Catholic like they're two separate things, but I guess Prote or Protestant Christians versus Catholic Christians uh, on the idea of is Halloween uh, pagan and where does its roots really come from? Uh, it's at no matter what, we're going to have to operate with some sort of bias. Uh, interestingly enough, the most honest uh, secular uh, anthropologist will tell you we really don't know a whole lot about the ritual side of Samhain. Yeah, well, the, the Celtic people, none of their history was even... Um, like written documented in writing until after the christianization of the area mm -hmm. so we really can't we don't know because before the christians came to that area they didn't write anything down so like they they don't know they don't know what it was mm -hmm. <laughs> in fact uh one article uh put out by crossway writes that what information is available comes from Irish monks who recorded the pre-Christian history of their people as well as other Christian scribes denigrating pagan rites. It seems, however, that the observance included stocking up supplies for the winter, slaughtering cattle, and disposing of the bones in bonefires, which in time came to be known as bonfires. There were gatherings of communities for feastings and drinking while this was going on, but there was also awareness of, t of thin time of the year and this possibility of otherworldly visitors showing up at the party. So one very interesting thing, and I'll go ahead and correct this right now. This is actually from the uh, a different article from the... I, I said Crossway, but this one actually comes right out of... Catholic 365, is that the one? No. No, this one comes from the actual uh, one on ancient uh, literature and rites of of uh, cults. This is actually a cultic website that actually does a documentary on these ideas. And they ref they were focusing on, you know... To be honest, and they're probably one of the more honest ones, uh, if you look at the Encyclopedia Britannica, which their article was written almost 100 years ago, by the way. <laughs> kind of crazy to think that 1926 was almost 100 years ago. <laughs> well, that is but crazy. Th that article really stemmed off of what, what's his face, Freer, or Frazier said, and they kind of just took what he said and ran everything he wrote about that as fact because you know there was no real fact checking especially because the 20s were kind of a movement far away from orthodox christianity so it uh, it should come as no surprise that anything they can use as ammunition in the scholarly realm became hard evident fact even with lack of evidence and let's face it, the amount of archaeology we've had since 1939, specifically in ancient Near Eastern mythology and everything, which ah, disproves so much of the 
Nimrod, Sun God, cult. I'll call it a cult because it's pretty much what many sacred name and Hebraic roots people kind of hold as fact as, oh, well, this guy Nimrod in the Bible, he was the first to be deified, and then all legends come right out from him. And again, that comes out of the... 20th century yeah. thanks to oh. Alexander Hislop. Yeah, there you go. I can't remember the name. His book of crap called Two his Babylons. Book of crap, yeah. That's what well, it is. Well, yes, it was mainly fabricated. And he wasn't he wasn't even he wasn't even a Christian, was he? he oh just, no, he, yeah, he was a Presbyterian oh, pastor was, trying okay. to discredit the Catholic Church in Scotland. Uh, yeah. It was an attempt to say, oh, well, you see, Rome, they're all just a whole bunch of filthy pagans who just stole from all these pagan religions, and this is why you're worshiping the Pope when you celebrate Christmas, Easter, Valentine's Day, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. <laughs> so we've, we've kind of jumped around in the notes and everything there but uh, let's see we've looked at Rogers we've looked at you know the history of Samhain I think um, a lot of times we hear what are what pretty much amount to being like urban legends about Samhain and the origins of Halloween mm -hmm. um, because you hear all, all kinds of different things that weren't even something that happened. Yeah. And most of them didn't come till about the last 500 years. A lot of our stories that uh, people that people populate come out of, you know, the Middle Ages and the 16th, especially up in the 16th, 17th and 18th century is really where these folklores kind of really developed and the ones that predated it uh, were a, either started, ended, or took place around uh, Samhain particularly because of one idea that the or, or that the veil between the physical realm and the spiritual realm is the thinnest on this night. Yeah, um, and so I have a quote here from the, that same professor from <laughs> Baylor University. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she says, it's, it's the medieval Christian festivals of all saints and all souls that provide our firmest foundation for Halloween both emphasizing dead souls, both good and evil, to decorating skeletons, lighting candles for processions, building bonfires to ward off evil spirits, organizing community feasts, and even encouraging carnival practices like costumes. The medieval and early modern tra traditions of Hallowtide fit well with our modern holiday. So most of our modern day traditions that are well, it's predominantly the Western world that that does that really mm -hmm. celebrates Halloween in a secular way, but particularly uh, America, Canada, and interestingly enough, Australia. Yeah, well, and the UK does to some extent yeah. as well, but um, it that it really comes from medieval Christian practices uh, surrounding 
the those days because All Hallows Eve or Halloween is basically it's the evening before All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. And so moving then to All Saints Day, which is November first, and it is a day when the church recognizes its forebearers. The day's origin was to honor. Christian martyrs. However, it has come to be a day of remembrance of God's faithful people who have died. Hebrews 12.1 is the key biblical reference for this day. I'm going to read a quote from Christian Worship by Siegler and Bradley. Uh, it's a great book there. I highly recommend it. It was actually one of the um, required readings for one of my Christian Worship classes in seminary. The going on to say that All Saints Day is an appropriate time to recognize persons in the congregation who have died in the previous year as well as Christians who form a cloud of witnesses. The color for the day is white. All Saints Day is an ideal time for a homecoming, a day of people to share about Christians who influence their lives, a time to share about the denominational, congregational, and ecumenical saints. Yes, and so Halloween being like the evening before that, so I guess more or less when you when you start it, I guess, mm-hmm. is um, it's like kind of meant to be a almost like a mockery of death. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we're not afraid of you, you know, because we know the truth that that Jesus defeated death. And mm-hmm. um, so here I have a, another quote. I'm just the queen of quotes <laughs> tonight from Catholic 365, again, um, speaking to that and speaking to the when, when Halloween can be more on the side of sa- satanic, depending on how you celebrate it. So here's the quote. Where Halloween goes from biblical to satanic, is when you focus not on the mocking of death or victory over death, but when you focus on the celebration of those things that bring about death, vampires, witches, devils, etc. This is a huge distinction. In the sports analogy, this would be like going from rooting for the home team and mocking the evil visiting team to now cheering for the visiting team and mocking the home team. So in Halloween, receiving death as a martyr is celebrated. uh, Receiving death as a martyr is celebrated. And receiving death is celebrated precisely because it brings us into the eternal life. What is not celebrated is those that deliver death, like the Romans did to the martyrs. So when approaching Halloween, we root for the martyrs, not the Roman soldiers. You root for the ones who received death, not the ones who delivered death. So in our modern practices of Halloween, a lot of times we are seemingly celebrating uh, the deliverers of death, so to speak, the mm-hmm. monsters, the ones that we would fear death from. And that, according to um, this article, would be the antithesis of the origin of Halloween, which is a triumph over death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, one scholar who I was reading talked about how when 
Christianity came in to settle the uh, Celtic islands in 300 CE and they looked at how the Celts feared death and this idea of the veil between life and death weakest around this time frame gave them this sense of fear and dread of you know being vulnerable and in fact it was the Christian missionaries who kind of saw their fear and said oh let me tell you about the good news that you don't have to fear death that death has been conquered that we above us in heaven have those who have gone before us and faced death now standing in the throne room of God and they are standing and cheering for us we are, and waiting for our homecoming this it is not the time for us to fear what our ancestors will do in revenge for us but to remember and honor what they did for us in going through life yeah I think that Halloween is often looked at as being Samhain with a cross painted on it mm-hmm. um, but in in reality if you if you look at it throughout history what it really more likely was was the church's response to Samhain and to that mindset of being afraid of death and the death is your master or that the dead are your master and to be feared mm-hmm. so yeah and this is kind of why when they took over when Rome was Christianized after uh, the 300s and about the 5th century that the pantheon to the Greek gods was ripped or was completely gutted of its pagan heritage and they said now we will no longer worship these false deities but we will turn to Yahweh uh, we will honor the God of the Bible we will focus on instead of praying to instead of praying to these statues that hear nothing see nothing but we will look towards and we will remember and there's an interesting thing with and Protestant, as Protestants, we often give Catholics a bad rap for uh, icons and statues that uh, they don't actually uphold to, and how they uh, kind of focus as these as images for remembrance and ideas of, well, Saint so and so, he embodies this before his death and this is why he was martyred and this is a strength that he has and so I will hold on to the remembrance of what someone else has done and you and remember okay well if he could do that being human then so can I and that's kind of and we do it the same with sports why do we wear jerseys with people's names on the back when we're especially you know in high school sports and everything we're like trying to embody okay well I wanna throw like Nick Foles in the Super Bowl I know it's 
that's a couple years ago, and he's not having the greatest season right now in Chicago. But uh, it, it just beside the, besides the point, <laughs> he was the first one who came to my mind there because I'm a diehard Bleed Green Eagles fan. Not relevant. I know, but it, well, it kind of is actually at this point that I was making. But uh, that's the kind of the same ideology that our Catholic brothers and sisters have in looking at the saints and the martyrs who have gone before us. And that's kind of why they kind of decided, well, with all these days or all these people who have been canonized as saints because... In the 3rd century, we had dozens upon dozens a day going to death in martyrdom for their faith and their refusal to recant their faith in Jesus, Yeshua, as the one true God. So, let's, so we need to just kind of set aside a time to remember the strengths of those who have gone before us, a time where we can come together and say we will imitate just like Paul as Paul would say imitate me as I imitate Christ that's kind of the same idea that stands behind or yeah behind uh, All Saints Day so conclusions is Halloween pagan or Christian um <laughs> So, if you were using pagan in the terms of pagan in the sense it used to be, which is secular, I say, yeah, you can probably call Halloween pagan because there's a, in our commercialized Western society, it's uh, pretty much a commercial, I mean, comparatively, the only holiday that brings in more revenue for businesses is Christmas. Well, I don't think I would use the word pagan because that's not the context that people use it in. It's true. I would say modern day Halloween is secular. Yeah. And it's cultural. Very cultural, especially in Western culture. But I would say that it likely does not originate from pagan origins. No. In any of the pagan origin, quote unquote pagan origins that did exist uh, pretty much were removed or overshadowed or completely obliterated by the Christian ideologies that were placed in front of it. Yes, and so if you are a Christian who is choosing to celebrate Halloween and feeling at all, I guess, nervous about that, I would say, like my advice would be, don't honor the ones who bring death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know, that was what how, you know, skeletons and things kind of came into play, which was we will uh, focus, we will use these images of the human body to kind of show, you know, those who were destroyed by death, but yet now yay, they exceeded and sit in heaven and are now uh, sitting in the throne room above us looking down cheering us on through the race to finish it it was it's kind of a well death you know you mock me we will no longer cower in fear you are defeated 
Oh, death, where is your victory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's a question that a lot of Christians might ask. If you celebrate Halloween, are you worshiping the devil? Now, this is an interesting one because a lot of people out there will uh, quote, will look at the Wiccans and the Satanists who say that Christians stole their holiday. And it's interesting because the fact is these religions are newer than Christianity. <laughs> very much, like within the last couple hundred years. Like, I guess some aspects of Wicca can, can um, link themselves back to, like, Celtic origins. But, as we've said, we don't really know what Samhain it really was or what they really did during it, so they don't really have any ground to stand on even if they're tracing it back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, am I worshipping the devil? Well, if you're making your goal to put on a red suit and pitchfork and wear horns to kind of run around the streets and dressing your babies in little blue demon outfits and not going to a blue devil's game, then... Uh, well, yeah, I wouldn't say you're necessarily worshiping the devil if you do that, but you're you're glorifying, you're honoring yeah. him. <laughs> you're bringing some sort of reverence. You're celebrating, to him. yeah, you're celebrating him. Um, but yeah, so in, in my opinion, celebrating Halloween is not worshiping the devil. No. <laughs> Which, by the way, you cannot accidentally worship the devil if you're worshiping something that implies that you're consciously giving them worth, and if you are not doing that then you're not worshiping the devil <laughs> kind of my response to people who claim that the antichrist is the pope <laughs> i don't i don't see it i may not very what much agree with the pope in a lot of aspects especially uh well, our current pope we're not catholic so we don't hold the papacy it's true uh. <laughs> but uh at the same time you know, there. Uh, do I say the Pope is always wrong and he's not doing anything good for the kingdom of God? Most definitely not. I mean, Pope Francis has done a lot of good things in reforming the Catholic Church. Uh, before him, probably one of the best popes who ever sat in the seat, uh, Pope John Paul II, did a wonderful job, especially in defending uh, pro-life uh, statutes of Christianity and orthodoxy of the church so yeah no I don't think we are, can accidentally worship the devil I don't think Catholicism is a false religion that has completely uh, whitewashed satanic rituals to uh, say hey follow us and we'll get kind of into the interesting points and in next week when we talk about Reformation because that also is yeah, October 31st. Yeah, Reformation Day. Yeah, so that'll be a real fun when we talk about that next week. Yeah, Reformation Day has more to it than than a lot of people think too. Oh yeah. What Luther and prior to Luther all kind of set out to accomplish. Yeah, Luther's intent, like his actual intent. Mm-hmm. 
So I've just been kind of hoping someone would ask me a question or make some comments on the live stream, but uh, as we've had people pop in and out today, um, besides our one faithful listener out there on Roots of Faith, uh, assuming it's the same person, assuming it's been there well, the whole time, yeah, yeah, because it's jumped from one to two, but we've always had at least one, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for continuing to watch with us. Uh, I hope uh, the rest of you, what you've caught, has been a blessing. Also, don't forget all these live streams go right on to my podcast as well. So you can always download us and take us with you wherever you go. Yeah, so like our Facebook page, subscribe to our podcast anywhere that you're listening. Give, uh, oh, we're getting some comments over there now. Okay. It's Becca. Hi, hey, Becca. <laughs> but anywhere that you are listening from or watching, you can like or subscribe. Um, yeah, and oh, and give us some feedback if you like seeing me on here. Maybe I'll come guest star more often. <laughs> yeah, please. I I enjoy having the side conversations here. Uh, also, you know, feel free to email me at westd.wscott at gmail.com with any questions, comments, ideas for future discussions. And as always, uh, hopefully we'll finally hammer out like a regular time so pe everyone can kind of just expect us to show up here. Yeah. It's hard when your weekly schedule varies week to week and sometimes even day by day. Yeah, well, but if you like what we're talking about, let us know. If you hate what we're talking about, let us know. <laughs> if you think I'm completely off the wall and think I need to get saved, um, I'll listen. <laughs> that goes into hate. <laughs> but anyway, so I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah, so... We'll close out all the also Shabbat Shalom to all you people who are listening, especially my Messianic and Hebraic roots friends. I know I've kind of ragged on you a lot tonight. Well, you weren't ragging on them. You're just on some opinions that exist. Yeah. General opinions throughout the movement anyway. But so may Yahweh bless you, may he keep you, may he make his face shine upon you, and may he give you his perfect peace. Shalom and blessings.